0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for a snapshot of Hungarian culture on Keleti Pajardvar. Körbe-körbe, megkergőd bőrönt kerekek kergetnek, kósz a szárnyak alatt lebergő állomás neveket.
1: Yes! Welcome to Keleti Pályaudvar!
0: Isten hozta a Keleti Pályaudvaron. Kérem vigyázzanak, az ajtók zárodnak, személyvonat indul Új-Zélandra a hetedik vágányról. Az utazás alatt hallgassák középföld a legnépszerűbb magyar rádióját. Kellemes utazást kívánunk! Please mind the doors. The train is about to depart from Budapest Eastern Railway Station. It is heading toward Christchurch, New Zealand. During the journey, we invite you to listen to the most popular Hungarian radio show of the Middle Earth. We wish you a pleasant journey. A little piece of ancient Egypt is hidden in the heart of Budapest. A special exhibition that takes us into the mystical world of the ancient pharaohs. The perfect discovery of a perfect pharaoh. This is how the exhibition is described by its curator Patrizia Piacentini, the professor and head of the Department of Egyptology at the University of Milan who has spent the last 20 years studying the documents and notes on the discovery of the tomb of the pharaoh Amenhotep II until she finally got the full picture and was able to realize her dream of an exhibition where the public can gain an insight into the wonderful world of archaeology. Like many other pharaohs of the 18th dynasty, Amenhotep II, who died around 1400 BC, was buried in the royal tombs in the Valley of the Kings, located on the west bank of the Nile. His tomb was found and excavated in 1898 by Victor Loret, a French Egyptologist. The notes on the excavation, however, were unknown until recently, when Patrizia and her colleagues got their hands on the excavation journey itself. As a guest of Calatipa Eudor's show, she told me all about her work and the miraculous discovery of the journal of Victor Loret.
1: Well, uh, it's uh, an amazing job, (laughs) and um, we found these papers that uh, are exhibited now in Budapest uh, um, at the beginning of 2000, Um, they were hidden in the archives of another Egyptologist, who was a student of Victor Loray, forgotten for uh, decades. Um from 1950, they were in the house of uh, this this uh, student, Alexandre Barry, who died in that time. And for 50 years, they were hidden there. Then, uh, um, for many reasons, they decided to, to, to sell these items. And Milano was lucky enough to buy these uh, items. And now we have these amazing archives uh, that are calling many scholars all over the world and, uh, of course, on which we uh, work. So it's not only the part on Amenhotep II that we are exhibiting now in Budapest, but many, many, many other things. So for us, it was a kind of archaeological excavation inside the archives, in the paper, not in the sand. And it was just great because at some point... uh, I have to say 20 years years ago, day by day, it was September 2001, when we went through these boxes of papers and photos and many, many documents uh, on uh, archaeological excavations in Egypt. And uh, we found this uh, um, small sheet of papers uh, uh, folded in three. And uh, of course, in, uh, in archaeology, we knew that Victor Loret discovered the tomb of Amenhotem II, because he ra- he wrote an article, a short article about his discovery in 1898. But after that, he had to leave Egypt. He went back to France to be a professor in Lyon. And that was the only thing that you knew about the, about the discovery
0: of um, Not of really,
1: because there was another... Um, um, think that all the objects found by Loret were in Cairo museum were, were transferred in Cairo museum so there was a catalog of the objects found with some notes um, but um, i mean everybody thought i have to say that Loret was a bad excavator at that time We thought they i say for over a century s- since people saw the objects in the museum but with no documentation. They thought it was a bad archaeologist, not Because he just found something yeah. and, and never documented published it. it. And so so when I, I went through these papers and I started to see Valley of the Kings, Amenhotep II, the III, so the big names of uh, ancient Egypt that I knew that he discovered because it was known by himself. I opened it, perhaps this is something interesting. And then I opened them, them and I saw that it was the description day by day, room by room, object by object. Uh, it was the, 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 the excavation journal of Victor Loray. So Patricia and her colleagues went through the excavation journal
0: of Victor Loray. They carefully examined every single page, every single photo, which took her three years. She basically commuted between Egypt, Cairo, and Milan, trying to make connection between the notes and the objects, until finally they completely reconstructed the discovery, and so she could now tell the world—or at least the world of Egyptology—that Victor Loret was indeed a great archaeologist of his time. So, what do we know about him? Tell, tell um, us a little bit. Many Who things was
1: he? He was uh, French. Uh, He went to Egypt for the first time in 1881. He was uh, some more 20 and something. Was a student. He went with his professor, who was Gaston Maspero, another French, uh, very famous at his time, and um, with uh, Gaston Maspero, uh, he. participated as say in a big discovery and they found uh, the first royal cache that is a tomb in which were hidden uh, 53 uh, pharaohs or uh, pe- people very close to the pharaoh very important people and they were hidden there around 1000 BC uh, to safeguard uh, them because they were robbers and also because they were not, so they were not safe in their own original tombs. Victor Loret and his
0: master resolved the mystery of the empty sarcophagi of the royal tombs in the Valley of the Kings. The mummies of the pharaohs were transferred to the so-called royal cache, a royal tomb that was considered safer as the others. Safe from thieves or, in other name, grave robbers keen to steal anything precious in a period of
1: crisis in Egypt. So they found the first Raya Kash and then uh, um, Loret continued to study in in Egypt. He studied uh, Egyptian archaeology, Egyptian history, Arabic, I mean everything. And then he went back to France, he became professor, and in 1897 um, he became the director of the Egyptian Antiquities Service. So he went back to Egypt as the chief of the Antiquities. So what he did is to choose for himself the best places to excavate. So he went in the Valley of the Kings that he knew very, very well because he was there before, 15 years before. And he went to Saqqara, which is a wonderful place, a wonderful necropolis near to Cairo, where he made also very big and very important discoveries. So when he went to Egypt, to the Valley of the Kings in um, 1898, he started to excavate it. Uh, in some places that were promising, let's say, um, because they were uh, hidden, because they were far from the entrance of the valley. Um, And uh, he knew, and we know now from his notes, he knew the list of the pharaohs because we have many sources on this. uh, No, no, no. He knew that in in principle they were buried there because at that time uh, second half of the second millennium, the kings were buried there. Mm. So he knew the list of the pharaohs, and he he knew that some of them were their tombs were already have already been discovered. It was fine, but some were missing. This, for example, so he knew what to look for. So say I have to look for Tutmosis the third, the so-called Napoleon of Egypt, the big conqueror. I have to look for Amenhotep the second. I have to look for this, for that, exactly. Of course, an archaeologist never know what he will find. So he went through, uh, but after days of work, he found the first important tomb, which was the tomb of Tutmosis III, uh, that was uh, completely unknown, but had been visited by ancient thieves. So, so it was empty? Not, not, not empty, it was completely confused. There was, they, they took out all the precious things... But there were objects, for example, in wood, statues in wood, uh, in stone, uh, things that were n- not useful for, for in the past. They mm-hmm. were just rubbish for them. Let's say for for ancient thieves, mm-hmm. I mean, huh? um, not gold or But something. but uh, but for us are inv- invaluable. I mean, are amazing. And then he continued the excavation, and uh, he discovered one in in the evening. Uh, I don't know why the big discoveries always arrive when in the evening or just before the weekend or when you are finishing the mission. This is really (laughs) happening all the time, still now. (laughs) So in his diaries he writes that um, in the evening um, he was called by his workers, come, 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 there is something interesting. And there is an entrance of the tomb. And he went and in the night he describes that he went in and One of his workers helped him to enter, uh, and they. they, The the,
0: the entrance was so small. Was
1: small and full of no of sand, of stones, of everything, and they went uh, inside, and uh, with a torch. And we have drawings of this (laughs) of him and behind him, his uh, worker with the torch, and uh, he went there and he started with the tor the light of the torch. Looking at the, the walls, looking at the, the smashed objects that were everywhere and somewhere, and the, he found first in the in the entrance uh, a body of a mummy, very almost destroyed, and he thought, "Oh, he must be a robber who went inside and they killed them." And then he went uh, nearer and say, "Oh no, this is an ancient mummy." He went inside again, again, and then. He entered in the big room, this was the antechamber of the tomb, and he found objects broken because the the, the ancient thieves probably took only the the valuable things and threw away the rest. And he writes in the diaries that even some objects were thrown on the walls because, you know, just looking for things. And then finally he went inside the funerary chamber of 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 the tomb and uh, he opened his eyes and all around there were inscriptions on the wall and paintings and wonderful things and he read the name of Amenhotep II I knew that is, that I found the tomb of Amenhotep II and then he went in again and uh, he saw that in this funerary chamber there, were, uh, there, there was a, a sarcophagus uh, at the end and they say oh uh, this is the sarcophagus of the king of amenhotep ii and um, he looked inside and for the first time ever he found the body of the owner of the tomb the body of amenhotep II, who was left there because it, they considered also the ancient Egyptians probably that it was a safe place, so they they left yeah, they left, it, yeah. left there. And there were four small rooms uh, near the in 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 the in the funeral chamber, and uh, inside one of them he found three other mummies. Uh, just after he discovered that they were very important people. One was uh, the so-called elder lady, who uh, now we know is the wife of Amenhotep III, so he was a queen. Uh, wow. And then there were another uh, lady, also tied with the, the, the royal family, and the boy, probably the son of Amenhotep II. And then he continued, and then, then another room that was completely closed with bricks, and with, with stones, sorry, with stones, and... Um, one was missing, and he looked inside, with always with the torch, and he saw coffins there and mummies. and say, okay, this is a second royal cache. It's like the one my professor discovered seven years, seventeen years ago.
0: Victor Loret knew he had discovered something truly special, but as Patrizi explains, a good archaeologist always have to be competent, but also very patient. It was late in the night, after an exhausting day of work. Victor left it there, went to sleep so that in the next day he could go back and excavate, step by step, room by room, object by object. And he took notes of everything. He made drawings, wrote down measurements and created a journey for future archaeologists. This discovery was truly extraordinary, because for the first time the mummy of a pharaoh was found in his own tomb in the Valley of the Kings. A similar case occurred only 25 years later, with the discovery of Tutankhamun's mummy still inside his tomb. In the tomb of Amenhotep II, Lori found about 15 other mummies, or parts of mummies of pharaohs and important persons. Laurier left Egypt in the late 1899, never to return. He published on his main discovery only a short article which for over a century has been the only source of information on his work up until the beginning of the 21st century when
1: Patrizia's team has acquired a detailed journey about the exhibition. So first of all we read all of them, we transcribed them uh, and, also, no, and also of course we scanned them uh, because we try not to touch them uh, because for us they are precious things so uh, we work a lot on computer and of course when the, you scan uh, a document after you can enlarge them It you can read every single detail you can see the details. Um, so we did this, uh, digitalize everything um, uh, read, trans- tra- um, transcribe um, and then uh, we reconstructed all the discovery day by day and also we went to Cairo and we, we, we check every single object. Um, in, in, so we recognize all this, uh, uh, everything he found. Uh, a few objects perhaps went uh, to Germany, er, sorry, to England and to other museums, but a few, very, very few of them, dozen of, uh, just one dozen, most of them stayed in Egypt. And then uh, after that... Uh, um, we made a book first of all, and we published this so everybody can read and study and, and go on with the di- when you know the discovery. And I was happy also to be able to um, declare to the small world of Egyptologists that Loray was a good archaeologist, a good, good scholar, not as bad as uh, we thought before. <laughs> And then the dream could come true. The discoveries
0: were first exhibited in Cairo in 2008, and the story quickly went viral. The exhibition could be held in Milan as well, in Petrich's hometown, where colleagues from Budapest also visited. This is how the idea of the Budapest exhibition was born, where for the first time the exhibition is exclusively about Amenhotep
1: II and the work of Victor Larré. Uh, Frankly, I think that uh, 20 years later, exactly 20 years later, I think uh, the goal is done. done. Well, the goal is indeed achieved. That, of
0: course, does not mean Patrizia will stop there. She has other adventures waiting for her in Egypt, where her next excavation will take place. And for that, of course, we wish her every success. Christchurch végállomás. Kérjük kedves utasainkat, hogy megállás után szíveskedjenek a vonatot eladni és erre utastársaikat is figyelmesd The next stop is Christchurch, New Zealand. This train terminates here. Please leave the train upon arrival.